Welcome to The Body Nerd Show. I'm your host, Alexandra Ellis, and after a decade in the fitness industry, I've finally cracked the code on how you can build sustainable strength without getting hurt. I'm a coach, writer, yogi, kettlebell devotee, lover of lifting heavy things, and 100% a body nerd. So stick with me, and I'll teach you how to make body maintenance and movement mastery a fundamental part of your wellness routine. Are you ready? Let's do this. Welcome back. You're listening to episode 192 of The Body Nerd Show. And on today's episode, I'm joined by Holly Middleton, and we're talking about what happens to tissues after an injury, what compensation patterns are and why they can be so tricky to deal with, and how to help your brain and body reintegrate after injury to help restore pain-free movement. Now, if you've ever dealt with an injury, you may also be familiar with compensation patterns. But if you're not, it's basically when your body starts to work around a specific movement pattern to make things more efficient. So for example, let's say you sprain your wrist. And in order to give your wrist a break, you start to use your other hand more often. And then that other hand starts to get really tired because you're using it for everything because you're trying to let your wrist rest. And then also the same side that you have the wrist pain, now the neck and shoulders feeling kind of tight because you hold that arm a little bit closer to your body because of that injury. The tension in the shoulder, the fatigue on the other side, these are all compensation patterns. And while that specific scenario feels like, you know, oh, that's so extreme. I definitely would notice that. These can sometimes happen in even more subtle ways throughout our body. So if you've ever had back pain and you find that your core is really super weak, that could be a compensation pattern. And so I'm really happy to be joined today by Holly Middleton. And you may remember Holly from some other episodes of the Body Nerd Show. She is definitely one of our favorite body nerds around here. And she's a former competitive dancer turned movement coach who's a physiotherapy assistant and has a PhD in biology. So when it comes to how the body works together and being a super awesome nerd, that is Holly to a T. Holly's main modality is something called anatomy in motion, which is a blueprint of human movement through the gait cycle and how you walk and looking at it from a skeleton perspective. And that's why I wanted Holly to join us today to talk about compensation patterns so we could look at the whole picture of you as a whole being and not just the one thing that hurts because, as I've said here before, where it hurts is not always the root cause of what actually is going on. So whether or not you've had an injury, if you've had something on your body, maybe it's a small human that you've been carrying around, or maybe you got a tattoo and it took a while to heal and you changed how you moved. There are so many reasons that we alter how we move, but the most important thing is to be aware of them so you can bring yourself back to baseline. So enjoy my conversation today with Holly Middleton. All right, Miss Holly, thank you so much for joining us today. And I'm super excited to get more nerdy as we always do. But first, let's start with what's the last thing that you learned that you are currently nerding out about? Sure. Thanks for having me back and we can chat again. Um, My current thing, if I can distill it down into something, is that I'm looking at the behavior of breathing. So the way you breathe is a habit that's been formed because of experiences in your life. And so you breathe a certain way without you even realizing it. 
as a way of dealing with experiences in your life. And so that then relates to the chemistry in your body, because of course, changing oxygen and CO2 concentrations changes the chemistry inside your body. And we can use our breathing in order to change how we feel in our brain. And so we can dissociate from difficult things by changing our breathing patterns to get away from those feelings. And so a lot of our symptoms and things in our, in our bodies that just don't seem, we chase them and can't seem to get rid of them, are actually a result of a habit formed around how you breathe. And until you change the habit, just like any other habit in your life, the habit of how you breathe, you're going to chase those symptoms until they, they never, they'll never go away. And so it's super curious to me putting together my background in behavioral science and my understanding of chemistry and biomechanics all together. And it's blown my, blown my mind again, hearing about these concepts, because you think, you know, you think you, you enjoy learning about breathing and biomechanics of breathing. And I do that with all my clients. And then you realize there's this throughput from everything I've ever studied <laughs> with mm-hmm. behavior. And there's another deep dive for me to take. So I'm just on the cusp of starting to understand that, but it's blowing my mind. Yeah. I mean, I remember too, the first like yoga class I took and they're just like, all right, so breathe into your belly. And I'm like, "Uh uh-huh. Yeah. I have no idea what that means. Yeah. And because breathing, just like you mentioned too, like it is your diaphragm is one of the few muscles that we have both conscious and subconscious control over. And it also has such an impact on the nervous system and levels of arousal and all of that. And so it really is this like fast track into our nervous system that we never, ever, ever learn about unless we're forced to. So yeah, breathing as a habit is then you go, Oh, okay, well, I can I can work with that versus trying to fix all these other things and never getting actually to the root cause. Yeah. And people have no idea like uh, anxiety and and asthma Mm -hmm. and these things can be as a result of your breathing patterns, because they're a survival strategy that you've adopted to survive a situation. And they've just Mm -hmm. stuck just like any other habit, you know, like, um, I don't know, like uh, smoking your knuckles, (laughs) like any any kind of habit that we we all have habits. We we don't even have any awareness that we're doing. Mm -hmm. And these are all, you know, the breathing is the same. The way you breathe is, is, and how many times, how many times we do it a day? Like hundred thousand? It's like 50,000 or something. Yeah, that's a lot of repetitions (laughs) of a habit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And speaking of breathing, my dog is currently knocked out cold, snoring so loud. So if there's some <laughs> weird rumbling that's being picked up, but it's her, I swear. <laughs> uh, well, so I wanted to have you talk with us today about compensation patterns, because I know that you are brilliant when it comes to really like connecting the dots of the body and how all of those parts work together. And it's definitely something that I've learned working with you. And I know like you know, when you have an injury, it's not just the injury, there's other things that are happening. So why don't we just start with like that? Like what happens after an injury that may then lead to compensation patterns? Right. So when you get injured, let's say um, you sprain your ankle, um, your body is immediately going to protect the human mode. And it's going to protect you by, by sending pain signals that said, don't put any weight on that that was bad. Every time you put weight on it, it hurts. And so you get this really bossy signal that says, stop it. And so you're going to find, because because our bodies love being efficient, they're going to find the way to get around that hurts the least, but still gets you around. 
So you mm-hmm. will troubleshoot without even realizing it. The way to hobble around, that's a balance between ouch and getting stuff done. And mm-hmm. each, each one of us will come up with our own way of doing that. It's as unique as you, right? Your mm-hmm. own way of your nervous system going, okay, that's, that's workable. And so you'll keep hobbling until it doesn't hurt in the way that your body's decided to. And then, because like we said, 10,000 steps a day, you might not take 10,000 when you're, you're on crutches, but um, you will take so many repetitions of that pattern, your body will go, well, that's just the normal way we do things. That ankle heals up, but you don't go back to the way you moved before because you're... Your efficiency is, well, this is working, right? It's fine. We don't need to think about putting ourselves into those other patterns because, or those other patterns we used to have because uh, we've got other things to do. I got to collect food. I got to, you know, those sort of human stuff. And Mm -hmm. so that pattern maintains itself in your body even long after that ankle sprain has healed up and it's a distant memory. And the same thing repeats itself with every injury or maybe new sport that you play or a new, new hobby that you have. And the compensations are like negotiations in your body. So they layer and they layer and they layer on top of each other. So after that ankle sprain, let's say you broke your arm. And so you had your, uh, the other arm on the other side, you had it in a sling for a while. So you weren't swinging that arm, you were being very gentle with it, you were using your other hand maybe than you're used to, to doing, doing stuff. And so you started getting used to moving around without that shoulder swinging and without leaning towards that shoulder, those sorts of things. That became normal. Your arm healed, you went back about your day doing your thing without swinging your arm anymore. Mm-hmm. And so your body had to decide between the compensation that happened when I sprained my ankle, there's that set of patterns that's normal to you now. And then you layered on your shoulder, your shoulder injury, your broken arm, whatever it was, those negotiate to find their most efficient way of moving around. And then you end up with layers and layers and layers like that, which then becomes who you are today all of those different things that you did. Maybe you're snowboarding and you only face your right foot down the hill. So you're always rotating mm-hmm. your body left. You, you snowboard every winter, you get really good at it. And so you're really good at rotating your spine to the right, but not to the left. Mm-hmm. Those sorts of things all layer, layer upon themselves. And then one day your left SI joint hurts. Mm-hmm. Why? Right? Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. we think, oh, I have lower back pain. But why? What are all Mm -hmm. those things that happened that led to the canary in the coal mine that has nothing to do with any of the sports that you played, any of the injuries that you had, but something will show up eventually because your body has gone to its efficient way of doing stuff. Those compensations have served you. Mm -hmm. Thank you, body, for still getting stuff done. But Mm -hmm. one day something isn't happy. And that's when we step in and go, okay, but we want to know why. Why is it like Mm -hmm. that? Yeah, especially if, you know, you, let's say, again, you go to physical therapist or chiropractor, massage therapist, whatever, um, and they're like, all right, cool. SI joint hurts. Let's treat the SI joint. And maybe the SI joint does feel better when you walk out of there. But because of those movement patterns and those compensation patterns that you're talking about, everything's going to go back to the way it was because that hasn't been addressed at all. So it's like if you, for people listening to, if you feel like, oh, I keep trying to like make some change at this one point, but it feels like it never sticks or it never quite like just changes, the bigger picture like you're talking about may definitely be at play. Yeah. And your brain is super clever. 
it mm-hmm. will, it's always picking up what's going on in the environment and adjusting accordingly. Like your genes are expressing themselves, dealing with whatever's going on in, in the, the moment all the time. Your body, your brain's always paying attention to what's happening. Mm-hmm. And if you give it inputs, it will adjust to that all the time. Mm-hmm. It's adaptable to do that. Um, mm-hmm. If you give it inputs that you think are useful for it, and it goes, I don't know what that's for, then it's not going to actually make the changes you're hoping for in your body. It's kind of like if you say, okay, I want to learn Mandarin, and someone gives you a vocabulary book and goes, good luck. And you go, (laughs) what do I do with this? Like, you've Mm -hmm. taught me this vocabulary, but I don't know how to pronounce any of it. I don't know how to form a sentence. I don't Mm -hmm. know the the social construct around using these words. Um, So you've you've given the vocabulary to to your your friend, but haven't given them any way of incorporating what to do with that. And the body's the same way. You can say, oh, this part hurts, so I need to address that part. And you can do exercises, foam rolling, all these different things for that part. And your brain goes, okay, that's very kind of you, but um, (laughs) what what, what do you want me to do with that? You know, because your your brain is clever, but also dumb. It's like, okay, uh, that's great information, but context please mm-hmm. <laughs> you know your brain needs to know what to do with that yeah and movement wise too like you're saying it, your body and brain are so efficient and doing the same things over and over again in that same pattern costs less energetically i don't have to think about it i don't have to like myelinate anything you know to make it happen <laughs> doing the same thing over and over again it frees you up to go, you know, hunt some more and gather more berries or do whatever it is that your human brain needs to do. <laughs> yes, exactly. So we, we want to allow our, our, our bodies are adapted to doing, getting, getting stuff done with the least amount of effort possible, which we always say, oh, I'm so lazy. No, you're not. You're efficient. <laughs> right? mm-hmm. But we also yeah. get mad at our bodies because we're like, oh, my body, this hurts, that hurts. And it's like, but look what your body has done for you, right? We always talk about these these words like compensations and um, aches and pains and all these things, but it's really your body's doing some fantastic stuff behind the scenes. We like to mm-hmm. beat up our bodies and get frustrated at them, but if you yeah. only knew what they were doing, the complex calculus required to deal with an ankle sprain, right? <laughs> like mm-hmm. All the yeah. little fine adjustments that your body has decided to do and found not the most difficult way to get around, but the easiest way to get around. And then conveniently disguised all of that so you can get on with your day. Like how amazing is that? That mm-hmm. your brain can be like, the most important thing is to not have the owie and to gather the berries. So let's get that done. (laughs) Like, that's amazing. The number one question I get within the comments and my DMs and my emails is, I have this issue, what should I do for it? And I get when you've tried icing and you've tried stretching and they're not really working, you probably are looking for a simple program that you can do on your own that actually works. And that's exactly why I put together the Mobility Mastery Toolkit. The toolkit includes 30 days of exercises so you know exactly what to do to improve the mobility of your hips, your lower back, your feet, your neck, and your shoulders. Plus, it comes with video demos for every single exercise and a full body mobility workout calendar so you can check it off. And again, you don't have to think about what to do. You just get it done. And with all of those resources, you're just 15 minutes a day from feeling stronger and more flexible. 
As a Body Nerd Show listener, you can save 50% off when you use the code MASTERY at mobilitytoolkit.co. That's right. Use the code MASTERY, M-A-S-T-E-R-Y at mobilitytoolkit.co. And then keep me posted how it goes. And I think too, like that attitude of curiosity and like wonder about sensations that come up in the body for you and I, because we have this like education understanding behind it, like it's easier, but definitely one of my missions with this podcast is exactly that is to, you know, empower people with the knowledge that they can be like, whoa, this is what's happening instead of like, oh, oh my gosh, I'm like freaking out. And Google says that like, I need to like amputate or whatever, (laughs) you know, just like even, yeah, like a childlike curiosity about the sensations that come up because there's always change that you can make for yourself. Yeah. And I think that um, not to slag on our our healthcare systems of our respective countries, but that the, the narrative is that I don't know if it's capitalism. Here we go with politics, but the, but the the idea is that I must I must get back to work, right? right? I must be a productive human, and so I'm going to go to the doctor. The doctor knows best. The doctor will give me the quick fix thing that will get me back to work, instead of allowing us to be like, well, you know, I I need to sort this out so that it doesn't come back, and then I'm going to mm-hmm. take the time to figure it out. And you know what? my body is healing myself by giving it the inputs that it needs. And it's trying to tell me, it's like, something is wrong here. Some, something, something's up. We need to sort that out. And your body can't be like, uh, it can't tell you ankle sprain, broken arm, dental work. <laughs> it goes, yeah. it's my joint. Yeah. <laughs> right. So it can't tell you directly. But if you remember all the things that happened in your body and the fact that all of those things may be connected together, that you can have some inroads into, okay, well, maybe the feedback my body needs is a bit of the factory settings of what was going on before all of these things happened. But but we're not really ever given the autonomy or the empowerment to be able to do that ourselves because, well, for one, you think if, if I try to do something myself, I'm one of these um, woo-woo weirdos who thinks that doctors are quacks, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, right? And, and that I can't trust the medical system. Um, but my, my approach is that I have a PhD in biology. I'm a STEM scientist. Like I trust science, but I also understand that there is empowerment that we can have in being able to understand our bodies and keep ourselves well, that you have the ability to sort this out. If you want to be curious and if you want to take the time to understand your body and those little niggling, oh, if my SI joint's doing that, it means something's going on in that ankle function that I have to go back and and look for like two minutes. And then let's see if I'm still rotating my, my arm with my arm. Right. For Mm -hmm. example, examples Mm -hmm. that we had. Mm -hmm. So maybe those little, that little niggling SI joint is my nip it in the bud signal for me to go, okay, I need to spend two minutes on this ankle instead of, well, it's getting worse. It's getting worse. And it's like that little guy sitting in the room with the fire. This is fine. <laughs> it's oh, not. I mean, it's so funny. But yeah. being able to know ahead of time, those are my body's little warning signs of I should look at that, that little thing yeah. that I know is my, my weak spot. Yeah. And I also too, something you mentioned, I can't remember if it was in a conversation we were working together on a podcast at some point about even like a tattoo, 
right? So this doesn't have to always be an injury per se. Um, you know, maybe you got exactly like you're saying, like a tattoo. Um, and when I just got one on the inside of my bicep and I was thinking about that as well, cause I was like, oh my gosh, like I'm consciously now making a choice to change how I'm moving. So I'm not getting extra friction on it. And like that also, could be the start of compensation patterns and things like that. And also this isn't to say like something happens and then right away you need to be worried about compensation patterns and like everything is falling apart. Like, no, it may take time and all of that, but it, it this return to factory settings, this return to more like natural or normal or baseline type of movement is what we're looking for. So what are some things to be looking for and like some exercises or types of things we can do to like get ourselves back to that baseline? Well, you could take a little bit of time and just be curious about how you're moving now. So we're, we're, um, we're uh, symmetrical beings. We have a left and a right a front and a back. So you can tell if one side is moving differently than the other. So you can check that yourself right away. You can check out whether, uh, as simple as um, when I bend my knees, do my knees bend the same way? Mm. Left side and right side, are they different? Why? How, How do they feel different? Is there a reason why they might be different? What's the history on each side? Um, so you can tell just, uh, for example, with your, with your, um, your tattoo. So how are my two arms moving? If I rotate them, if I swing them, if I bend them, all those sorts of things, how are they different? And am I aware that this is a just for now problem? Um, mm-hmm. And then should I check in when, when it's healed up to see if I've just naturally gone back to moving normally or, huh, interesting, they're still slightly different. And then because, and, and I like this as well, that people say, oh, um, my left knee hurts. It just must be age. And it's like, well, mm-hmm. your left knee hurts, but your right knee doesn't, but they're the same age, aren't they? I, I assume mm-hmm. they're the same age. Mm-hmm. So it's the same thing. It's like, okay, well, I had a tattoo on my right side and my left side didn't. And now um, when I try to straighten my elbow on that side, hmm, it doesn't quite want to go. Well, the skin was healing for, I don't know how long, what is it, a week or two, whatever it is? No, it takes like a couple of weeks. Yeah. And, <laughs> and so also it depends. That, yeah. So for that period of time, you were being a little bit more tender with that area. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so scale that up to your life. Everyone had a childhood. You probably fell and banged your knee, bumped your head, had dental work, you know, a whole bunch of things. We, you maybe played piano or you did ballet or you, you know, you did something repetitive that you were required as a child to master. Uh, we sat for a long time at school. So we all have these patterns that have gone into our bodies that served us at, in, you know, the, the growing up period of being a kid. Uh, but they all will layer together into certain things. And so if we just get curious about, okay, well, even I notice when people talk, if their jaw deviates to the left a lot, I'm like, so mm-hmm. what's up with that? What's going on there? Well, what do you mean? I'm like, well, watch yourself talk. Look in the mirror, watch yourself talk. Your jaw mm-hmm. deviates to the left all the time. What's what's going on? Dental work, bumps and bruises, injuries, whiplash, car accidents. What's going on? And and often well, even like say, having a default side you chew on. Yeah, totally. You know, like we have our left-handed, right-handed, and even I feel like there's like a left mouth, right mouth, you know, dominant, all of that. Totally. And then people will come to me and they're like, oh, I've never had any injuries. And like, mm, you had a childhood. <laughs> That's, but what people think are injuries are like devastating 
you know, like fracturing your femur or like big, massive things. And so I need to enumerate. I'm like, I'm talking about like, have you ever hit your head? Have you had any dental work, any piercings? Have you had any surgeries? People completely forget about their surgeries, right? Mm -hmm. All these little things. Um, or we'll be working and I'm like, what's that scar? Oh yeah, I totally forgot. I fell out of a truck. Like just mm -hmm. little things you totally forget about them, which is fine. That's your body surviving, right? It's saying, oh, that thing that happened in the past, that's, don't get distracted by that. Let's get on with things. And so your body, again, being clever in deleting memories of things so you can get on with stuff. Mm -hmm. So do you have like a, like a baseline check-in that you do with people, you know, when you first start working with them that gives you an idea of like compensation patterns? Yeah, the whole first session is all about that. So I start off with a, um, a gait analysis. So I'll get them to send me videos from the front and back and then also from the side to see how they move under momentum so that, you know, un without your awareness, you, you can't, you can change how you walk, but you can't change how you move like that intentionally. So I, mm -hmm. I watch how they walk so that I understand what movements they have missing from their vocabulary without their awareness. And then we do a full deep dive into the history so I can connect the dots like we've been talking about. So wh what is the thing you want to work on with me and what might have been the underlying cause of that happening? And then we do a, a postural analysis because I want to know how you, you sit at rest, like stand at rest. Because at rest tells me where your perceived center is, where your brain thinks the center of all of your joints is. Because as you know, if, some, if you're somebody who stands with your feet turned a little bit out, if I ask you to square them up, you feel pigeon-toed. Because mm -hmm. feet turned out is your neutral in your brain. Your brain mm -hmm. perceives that as neutral. And when we square you up into the, the anatomical center position, your brain will say, that's not center, that's turned in when it's actually mm -hmm. in the anatomical center. So things like that, I want to know where your perceived center is as a starting point. And then we can track how that changes without your even awareness. People will be like, wow, my feet are under me all of a sudden. How, how did that happen? Well, because we taught your brain some new connections and they don't even know they've done it. That's mm -hmm. what we want is um, I don't even know my brain is working in the background. And then mm -hmm. I do a full movement screening. So I'm looking through each of the planes of motion and looking at the way that you move each of those body parts, the quality of those movements, um, how much ease there is, how much effort, and then how the rest of your body responds if I should move that part. There's a certain expectation of a cascade effect of movement throughout your body with each of those movements. So we're looking at how your brain is aware of the different parts and seeing whether your brain is actually connected to those factory settings or whether it's uh, forgotten them and decided on other compensation patterns instead. So it's a real deep dive into... How do you move? How are you at rest? How, how well connected is your brain to those movements? How, how integrated are all those movements together? And then we set to work to trying to get your brain to understand that ankle sprain, how to move through that ankle sprain shape because it's now safe, it doesn't hurt anymore, and how to use that former ankle sprain shape in the rest of the body so that it can move that sprained shape can move into the rest of the body instead of being forgotten. Mm -hmm. So we really want to integrate. I don't ever just work on one body part. It's a full integration every time. 
Mm-hmm. You mean you don't just like give them clamshells and send them on their way? <laughs> no. <laughs> there's, I mean, there's a time and a place for every exercise, right? Yeah. So I do, as, as a physio assistant, I do g- give clamshells, but I'm very, very specific in how I do them and when I do them. Mm-hmm. So I want to make sure that you have really good centrated alignment. I want to make sure that you can feel that the right muscle is, uh, is activated as you do it. They're not just um, mindless clams, you know, <laughs> watching a soap opera, right? Like right. we're very, very specific in is the alignment where I want it to be so that when you move that joint, the muscle will give, get feedback that it has to contract and it has no choice. Mm-hmm. And I want to make sure that you feel it. If you don't feel it, you may not be ready to feel it yet, or you may mm-hmm. have deleted that from your memory, but I can see that muscle's firing. But your right. brain is not connecting that that muscle is firing because there's a reason it doesn't, doesn't want to feel that. But I'm helping and, you move it so that then mm-hmm. you can do it on your own. You don't right. need me. And that's always my goal is you don't need me. Same. I will help you. I'm your guide to figure it out, but you don't need me to do this stuff. You just need to understand what you don't know. Mm-hmm. And in your experience, that process of like relearning that movement or kind of resetting the the baseline, again, I'm thinking of uh, having your feet turn forward and how weird that feels. Or for me too, it was like dropping my ribs and how odd that felt until that became mapped and patterned. In your experience, like how long does that process take? And I know it depends, but like to, to reset. Yeah, it depends. So uh, younger people, it's faster than older people. Um, If you've had the injury for only a short period of time, it'll unravel quickly. But if it's been set in for a long, long, long time, it may take longer. Also, what is connected to that injury? So our body stores emotions and traumas. And if that's a really scary place to go, it may take a while for your body to accept that it's safe to do that. So Mm -hmm. we want to give it a sense of safety and, and allow it to do it on its own time. And I know Mm -hmm. we're, we're impatient and we want this done yesterday. Um, Mm -hmm. And sometimes a few repetitions is all your body needs to start accepting it. And you can be surprised that right away there's a change. And sometimes you can work at it for months and you can do the right things and and work at it and work at it. And one day it will go away. Mm -hmm. It just magically it's gone. It's there Mm -hmm. and it's there and it's there. And then one day it's gone. And then the, your body has that amnesia. It's like, oh, yeah, I forgot I came in to see you about my ankle sprain. <laughs> We've been working on my breathing now, but I've totally forgotten that that's yes. why we got together. <laughs> yeah, that and amnesia like, too. Like I always have notes from the first session. I'm like, well, how's your knee? And like, oh, I, I hadn't even thought of it anymore. <laughs> yeah. Good. Clever body because now mm-hmm. it's no longer relevant and you can get on with human stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I love that too, because both of us definitely understand that, you know, the body is adapting and responding and changing to the inputs that you're giving it. And so these compensation patterns are sometimes they're just, you know, we're not thinking about it. It's on autopilot. And when you put in that, you know, concentrated effort that doesn't take a lot of time each day, that that over time, that consistent kind of like, oh no, I want to do it this way. Oh no, I want to do it this way. Oh no, I want to do it this way. That that becomes the new normal and the new habit. But it it does take time. No quick fixes here. 
No, no. But it's worth it because it's like um, you can you need to remind your body over and over to do it. But it's also a way of being more mindful and aware of yourself. So like I said, mm-hmm. those little niggling uh, precursors to your injury, you'll pick them up right away instead of way too late. right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so you can intervene right away instead of when you need somebody. And so it mm-hmm. gives you back that power of instead of commuting to the PT and spending all the time and money, you're like, okay, well, there's that thing. And I know what that thing means because I know my body well. And so now I can just spend two minutes doing this ankle thing or whatever is your thing um, and then check it. And you're like, yeah, okay, that was, that's what it was. And so it mm-hmm. can be empowering, empowering to just have, you know, what, two minutes versus how many hours at the <laughs> going to see somebody about it. Yeah. And not having to wait for all that time to like schedule an appointment and get in and yada, yada, you know? Exactly. Yeah. Your own toolkit and then then you can do it yourself. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. And yeah, for sure. The body doesn't have to be like, that's scary. It's like, it's your body. You deserve to be able to advocate for yourself. And this isn't to say that you're not going to then seek out help when you need it. I just feel like it's, you know, taking care of the basic maintenance. And then when I need a little extra something, something, then I know who to go to who can, you know, put hands on my body and do something that I can't do for myself, but I'm not wasting their time nor my own time because I've done all of the the groundwork to get there. Yeah. It's kind of like if you have a bike and you don't know how a bike works, but you need to maintain it or Mm -hmm. you need to fix it. You're like, I'm going to send it to someone who knows what they're doing because concussions are bad. (laughs) I don't want to fall. (laughs) Right. Right. Um, And so you, you go to the bike mechanic and, and you get curious about it. You're like, I think I could do this myself. Why do I keep paying this guy to, to fix this? I'm sure I could figure this out. So then you start understanding the things that you don't know so that, and then you, you start slowly like oiling the chain or, you know, doing these little things and then you get better and better. And then you know that, Oh, it's getting a bit squeaky. I know what it needs. Right. So it's those Mm -hmm. little little things. And so you don't have to become a biomechanics expert to be able to keep your body well. You have to know you and what you need and what the little signal is, not what be able to watch people in the airport and like, oh, I see that they're not laterally flexing in between T3 and T8. Like you don't need to know that. Yeah. Right. You just need to know what you need to know, but you don't know that because your brain conveniently doesn't let you know because how distracting would that be? It's doing other stuff. A lot of stuff to do. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Including dealing with you and your injuries. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And exactly that. Like there there's so much information available on the internet. I just thinking when you're talking about a bike, when I went to UC Davis, huge bike town. And this is like early days of YouTube. And I remember going to YouTube, like, how do I change a, you know, bike brake line? And then you learn how to do it. And then you do it. Working with a professional, working with a coach, working with someone virtually, like both you and I, or in person, like you also do, that's going to facilitate that learning process and make it happen so much faster. But I don't want that to be a like a roadblock if you have the drive to want to like learn this stuff. Because both of us have YouTube channels. Like, tell me more too of like all the resources that you have where people can come and learn more about this type of work. Sure. Yeah. I have a YouTube channel. So it has lots of different tutorials on there. So you can find out things from ankle sprains to how to, how to uh, move your neck better, um, all different types of injuries and, and the sort of ways that I would unravel those. 
Um, and then as well as my thought processes. So wh what my modality is, how I think these things through. So you can get a sense of, of how I have that integrated type of thought process around figuring out why things are happening in your body and how I go about, about doing that. I am on Instagram, not too, not too much, just more about sharing things that have happened. Um, but there is a lot more on my, uh, my website, flowmovement.ca. And so there's descriptions more about my work, how to work with me, what it's like working with me online, and then some more freebies there different resources and every podcast episode I've been on is is linked in there as well so you can hear me mm -hmm. chat if you want to there's lots in there yeah yeah there's so much information that you have too on again how to move better how to feel better how to do it for yourself and then I absolutely encourage everyone listening to reach out to you and take that next step because it just makes everything else so much faster to have an expert's eyes on you and how you're moving yeah, I'm happy to do 30-minute chats if you want to chat with me, see if this is the right fit. Um, I can even do a, a free gait analysis if you want. be happy to, to see how you move and see what's going on. Awesome. And I will put all the resources for everything that Holly mentioned in the show notes for today's episode. Thank you for nerding out with us today and sharing your knowledge. As usual, I have like more questions that uh, <laughs> That's what <laughs> I want to be answered. Yes, in future episodes. <laughs> so thanks so much for being here. Thanks for having me. Now, every time Holly and I get together, it is just the most nerdy body nerd fun that you possibly can have. And so I really appreciate her coming back to the show multiple times to talk about these topics and to hear literally somebody who is thinking about movement all of the time. And I've definitely learned a lot from Holly about my own body and how things are connected and use the things that I learned from her to continue to maintain my own body. Because that's the thing, really. This isn't a, you know, one and done. There's no finish line when it comes to maintaining your body as much as you may wish. I might wish that there is. It's a lifelong thing. And while part of me thinks that that just like keeps it interesting, because if I was done, like what else would I do? It also just means that I'm always on the hunt and I'm curious for what is that like next best thing? So I hope you take today's conversation and instead of feeling overwhelmed, that you have, you know, one specific thing that you can put into action right away to start taking steps towards moving better and feeling better. And if you want some support with that, or maybe you're just like, look, I'm so burnt out, I can't even think about doing anything new, then I would love to invite you to join me on retreat. So I have taken groups to a retreat. We've gone to Mexico the last two times. And we had a retreat planned for May of 2020. And we all know how that went. And I love connecting with you online and in the comments on social media, but there's honestly nothing like being in person, especially when we have our daily classes to be able to see you move and to be able to offer suggestions or modifications real time makes such a difference, not only for me, but also for you, right? You get the feedback right away, not after, you know, waiting to scroll through that post that I talked about that thing. Like we get to work together in real time and you also get to hang out with some seriously cool folks folks who are movement nerds just like yourself. So we have a beautiful villa in Puerto Vallarta for May 2023. And it's just steps from the beach. It's a short walk from town. And when I tell you that Puerto Vallarta is one of my favorite places to go in the universe, like that is not even an exaggeration, I swear. <laughs> 
Now, once your feet hit the ground in PV, everything is included. Your food, daily classes, putting together a really sweet swag bag filled with stuff that's going to make your time even better. And we'll also have some seriously relaxing and super fun activities. So go check out the Mavens Retreat by heading on over to aewellness.com slash retreat. You do not have to be a movement maven to come. It is open to all women and femmes who want to go on vacation and learn how to maintain their body. So if you check it out, you decide that you want to go and you're curious on how to save $500 off, just send me an email with a subject, retreat me before December 31st, 2022, and I'll get you hooked up with all the details. So just drop me an email. It's info at aewellness.com and I will get you everything you need. So I want to hear what was your biggest takeaway from today's episode? What was that one thing that made you go, oh my gosh, or have like that cartoon light bulb illuminate over your head? Holly and I would love to hear back from you. So you can take a screenshot or tag us on Instagram or send us a DM. You can find me on Instagram at Holla for Mala. You can also find me on TikTok at AE Wellness. And you can also leave any questions that you have on the Body Nerd Hotline by leaving us a voicemail at 818-396-6501. And no, whether it's an aha moment or a question or just something that you really appreciate about today's episode, I love hearing from you about how these episodes and these conversations are helping you to take better care of yourself. And don't forget that show notes, fun links, free downloads, and all things podcast related live over at aewellness.com slash podcast. And if you haven't already, thank you so much for taking the time to subscribe, to leave a review, maybe that aha moment you had, that would be perfect for a review, just a few sentences. You see how easy that is? (laughs) Or share today's podcast with someone who needs to know. So here's to asking better questions, moving more, being mindful of compensation patterns, and getting nerdy. And thank you for helping me spread the word that your body is super cool and you, my friend, can change the unchangeable. I'll talk to you next week. Pain stops you in your tracks and body work is one of the fastest and most effective ways to deal with it. I've put together a free PDF with the six places you need to roll right now for quick relief. Plus, the reason why what you've tried so far has only given you a temporary fix. So whether it's back pain, plantar fasciitis, neck tension, shoulder pain, or tight hips, I've got you covered. And when you download it now, I'll also send you some video demos to get you started even faster. Head on over to aewellness.com slash bodywork, that's B-O-D-Y-W-O-R-K, to get started today.